Hi, this is Keystone with another special episode of Talking Tanks. This is the second part of our series on the in-game hammer competition. Once again, the hammer tank is a premium tier 7 tiger, and players can either buy it or earn it through this in-game competition, which is the process I am documenting in this short series. Um, so at this point, I'm at 20 points out of the necessary 45 to unlock the hammer, and um, all of those points are time-locked, so I won't be able to earn any additional points until tomorrow, Friday the 26th. Uh, I won't be able to complete the operation until Monday the 29th. So having said that, um, where am I at, and where did I, or where did I predict that I would be at this point, and where am I at now? My predictions going into this, um, and again, shout out to Matthew because he contributed towards this, um, was that I would have um, a 75% win rate when platooned and maintain my 60% win rate when I was solo, um, and uh, that I would uh, be in the top uh, five players about one-third of the time. And what proved that to happen was that my win-loss, my win rate was uh, 75% um, thereabouts, um, although I was platooned the entire time, so I was spot on there. Um, and again, small sample size, so don't make too much of that, but my prediction held up. But I was in the top five 85% of the time in the games that I played. Uh, so yeah, again, small sample size. Um, but that turned out much better than uh, I could have expected. Um, so, uh, and as I said, I platooned 100% of the time. I'll say going into it, I uh, I was a little concerned that by platooning, I would put myself out of the um, out of contention for the top five more often than not. Um, so, not that I didn't think I would do well, but I was a little concerned that I would be have I would have stiffer competition for the top five doing it that way, and it just simply didn't work out. Um, mostly, I was platooning in a platoon of two or three, though, so um, that's you know that's worth noting. I used the T sixty seven for the entire competition. Uh, I do have a fairly good crew in there. I have a muffled shot. Um, I'm. Training, silent, driving, obviously I've got Sixth Sense and Camo and Brothers in Arms. So it's a very, very stealthy tank the way I've got it set up. Um, and uh, obviously I've got regular camouflage on there as well. So, uh, you know, I've been able to earn a lot of points by spotting. Um, but it's also a very good, uh, you know, very good tank when it comes to damaging other things if your shots actually... Uh, track on target, which, um, you know, for those of you that are familiar with the T-67, it can be a little bit frustrating because of its typical American accuracy, which seems to just be about average. Um, but, uh, you know, not to disparage the T-67, because I picked that tank because I believe it's quite OP, um, and I, I would gladly... Um, you know, debate that with anyone. I think there's some very strong evidence that it's a, a bit of an OP tank. Um, but anyway, uh, so my reflections on the T-67 being awesome and all aside, um, I do have some other thoughts on uh, on this competition, how it was structured and how it's been going and how things like this could be improved in the future. Um, and I, I talked it over with Ginger Bear, um, 
he was helpful. Uh, I played with Matthew, Ginger Bear, Leatherbelt, uh, Nocturnal, um, and if I'm forgetting anyone else that I played with in the completion of this operation, I apologize and thank you for your help. Um, but Ginger and I were talking it over, and um, we had some, you know, critical observations for wargaming about the way this was set up. Uh, the first thing is that... Um, you know, there there was a lot of potential to bring quite powerful tanks into this into this competition. We found it quite easy, um, and now I don't want to say this competition will be easy or has been easy um, for other players or for the average player. And I'm not sure that it's supposed to be. But being able to bring the T67 into it um, did make it. I would argue that it made it a lot easier for us, although we didn't replicate, we didn't pull data while playing other tanks to um, to get a comparison. Um, but having said that, we all know that the T-67 is quite powerful, but it doesn't have anything to do with the Tiger. We were thinking that maybe requiring um, players to use the tanks that lead, that lead up to the Tiger or American tanks... Uh, or allied tanks that faced the Tiger, um, that that would have been a probably a better way to approach this competition because none of those tanks are OP in the way that the T sixty seven is in my in my opinion. Um, so there's that. Uh, the other thing is, well, I have to step back for a second. So um, most stages of this operation and again there were five stages the first four stages you have um you know the the operation unlocks and you have about three days with nothing else to do before the next stage of the operation unlocks so they're all quite easy and they're five points five points ten points ten points the final stage of the operation i'm sorry this final stage of the competition um the final operation requires you to earn 15 points, which is more than any earlier stage, which is fine, but it also requires you to do it inside of 24 hours. And if that wasn't difficult enough, uh, it's 24 hours on a Monday. Now, that strikes me as being either poor planning or quite intentional on Wargaming's part. Um, I think many people will find it extremely difficult to, to complete the operation on a workday, um, myself included. So that leads me to the next point, that I think that operations like this, events like this, there's really no reason that I can see for Wargaming... Well, I can think of reasons why Wargaming wouldn't want all the operations to be unlocked the moment you've completed the prior operation, such as distribu distributing the player base and ensuring a healthy... Um, server population and also getting people to buy more premium time or whatever other motives they have. I, I could see all those reasons, but I do feel like it deprived a lot of people of the opportunity to earn this tank. And maybe a better way to handle it would be that when you complete the previous operation, the, the next operation immediately unlocks and they're not um, really held to a, uh, you know, sort of a, a staged release calendar. Um, I do think there should be a window 
an overall window for the entire event. I agree with that completely. Um, but uh, I, I think that the... I think that the people that are in charge of generating these events, and they do a great job, and I'm, you know, uh, again, this is really, like, one of the finer details of it, um, but I do think they should examine how these things, uh, how these things fall, uh, how they coincide with other people's lives, um, or their players' lives. Yeah, so once again, I, I do think this operation, um, this opportunity to earn this premium tank um, is a wonderful idea. I think it's uh, a great tank, and I absolutely want one. I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to get one. I would be purchasing one if I didn't have the opportunity to buy one. Not necessarily at that initial uh, $80 price um, that was bundled with another tank, but I absolutely would be acquiring uh, the hammer if I wasn't able to earn one. In the remaining two stages of the operations, I'm going to continue with the same pattern I've been in so far. I'm going to stay platooned. That's worked out pretty well for me. I'm going to keep running the T-67 in the exact same way I've run it up to this point. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm also going to track how long it takes me in terms of actual real hours in order to complete this. Um, and uh, maybe that reveals some interesting data. Quite honestly, I hope that I struggle with this a little bit more. Um, my personal predictions are that this is going to be a really hard challenge for the average player, but that's not been my experience. I don't consider myself to be uh, a, a top player, so um, I'm really curious about how this is going for other people. And so... We want to ask a favor of our listeners, and that's if you haven't yet, if you can start logging your battles and uh, send us that info. I'm really curious about how other people are faring in this operation, and I you know, want to pull some of that data into this podcast. Um, you can get at us on the official forums. I'm easy to find. That's Keystone Cops. And uh, you can also get us on Twitter, and that's at Talking Tanks. All right, that wraps this episode up. Uh, we'll be back with the conclusion of this mini-series the first week in September, and hopefully we have some, uh, some information from all you listeners about how this event went for you. Good luck. Bye-bye.